Hey everybody, this is Michael Sweet from Striper, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Red Beach from Whitesnake, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Tom Kiefer from Cinderella, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 422 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 422, we are joined uh, by, I believe this is the third time Tom has been on the show. Tom Kiefer, uh, obviously made famous as a singer of Cinderella, now a uh, successful solo artist, has just released in September his second solo album, Rise. So we wanted a chance to talk to him about you know, how the band is, is finding its sound as a collective unit, how touring with these musicians has kind of uh, given it a more band sound than his first album. So we're going to play a little bit of the first track. A single is called The Death of Me. We'll get into that interview with Tom Kiefer. we have on the line tom Kiefer. how you doing man i'm doing good how are you great i'm doing very well you have uh, a show coming up in pittsburgh on the 17th uh at gerbils uh, just outside of the city limits in warrendale uh but probably more newsworthy uh your second solo album rise uh fresh out in about a week or so um you know obviously we waited many many years it felt like an eternity for the first solo album um You've had a band, you know, you guys have done a lot of touring, uh, more touring than we've seen from you in a long time. Um, how much easier did that make going in to do, you know, kind of the follow-up record now that you've got a kind of a well-oiled touring machine with, you know, some miles on the tires? Well, it made it, made it a completely different process. Uh, the, the first solo record was done uh, with uh, session players and it was really more of savannah and i writing and producing songs here in our studio and using session players and it was a lot of overdubbing and some you know a lot of times the musicians not even in the same room at the same time this was completely different this was a band that had been on the road for 
six years straight pretty much and had really honed our chemistry and our, and our, you know, our, the way we worked together. And we, you know, took the songs into a room, pretty cozy studio where we were all right in each other's faces, all in the same room, put on our headphones and hit record and said, go and just really went for a live feel, uh, tried to capture the energy that we, that we reach on stage. And it's, um, you know, it, we, we tried to preserve that too, after we tracked it uh, rather than, it's not a heavily overdubbed record in the sense of going back and kind of starting, you know, over <laughs> like a lot of people do after they track. I mean, even a lot of my lead vocals are from the tracking session on some of the songs and guitars. And, you know, I mean, we tried to preserve what we caught in that room initially and only fix what we needed to and keep what was working and, and that kind of thing. So step real careful to keep that energy and keep it raw. You know, our, our goal was to keep the record raw. And, and that's probably the word that I, you know, when I first listened to it, exactly the word that came in my mind is how raw it was. You know, a lot of, you know, bands get into this sort of pro tools analysis paralysis and, you know, overdub and layer. And, and you know, it's so cost effective to be able to do that anymore that you end up with these, bloated sounding albums and you guys really got right down to the nerve you know when you when you're conveying an emotion it's right there in your face i I think it's refreshing to hear you know it's got a a sound you don't hear much well that's that's what we were going for you know i mean i think rock and roll needs a little bit of tension and it needs you know and and that's that's what i think the it all starts with the song. So the lyrics were conveying, like you said, an emotion. And that's what we were trying to capture in the room when we started tracking them and, and, and working them up. And, and, you know, you tried, you know, like you said, with the pro tools, it's so easy to polish things and make things sound so perfect. And, you know, I, I just, I, it's just not rock and roll. And it, it really perfection is not what goes with these lyrics. These, these lyrics, there's an emotion there, you know, and it's, it, they need to be raw. So we, we tried to, we tried to, that's, that was the goal. So nice to hear that that's how it comes across. Yeah, it, it certainly did. It is very in your face. Did, did you and Savannah write most of the material for this album? I know you guys worked quite a bit on The Way Life Goes. Um, was it a similar kind of formula yeah. as far as songwriting? Yeah, we co-wrote every song, but the uh, the last one on the record which i wrote for her i wrote that one myself you believe in me and then uh, we had a couple other writers that we worked with on touching the divine kendra Chantel, who's one of our band members uh wrote that with savannah and i that's the opening cut on the record and the title track was written with uh, Kiefer and shauna thompson from the country band thompson square and savannah and i wrote the title track rise with them now, would you say, I mean, at this point, you, you went through, you know, obviously quite a bit of commercial success, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s uh, with your band. Is it more fun at this point? Can you enjoy it a little bit more at the pace you're able to do it now when you're kind of calling the shots, you know, when you tour, when you release albums, et cetera? Um, I've always enjoyed it. You know, I've, I've enjoyed every step of the way, you know, starting with the the you know making the first cinderella record and watching the success we had with that and touring and 
um, I still enjoy it for all the same reasons <laughs> today. You know, uh, I mean, we really kind of called our own shots even back then. You know, we didn't really we were given a lot of creative freedom. You know, we didn't have the record company in the studio breathing down our neck. You know, they, they trusted us. We hired, you know, great producers and uh, we handed in records and told them that, 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 that they're done. You know, there wasn't a lot of input from the record company about anything. Um, and still kind of function in that way, you know, uh, now in terms of, I, I think the creative process is within our control we create the music that that we feel good about and and, and that's that so, and and the touring thing you know from from going back to 86 to to now you know has just some, always been one of my favorite aspects is the touring and uh, that's you know that's the same as as it's always been you know you jump on the bus with a band and jump on stage and just have that amazing moment with the fans and, and share the music and that connection with the fans. And it's just, that's always been my favorite part. So that, that continues now uh, still. And it's just very grateful for all of it. Yeah. That, that is, it's good to hear, you know, you hear a lot of guys who, you know, maybe kind of broke it. Yeah. Broke out in the, in the 86, 87 era that didn't have a lot of control. You know, they were ridden by their record company until there was no more platinum to mine and then thrown out. And, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, when you listen to the talk now, it's like everybody seems to love, you know, the 90 minutes or two hours on stage. But, you know, you can you can sense with certain musicians that the other 22 hours of the day really beat down the enjoyment of it, you know, the travel and the, all the things that go with it. Um, you know, certainly... You know, it's it's not for everybody. Some people seem to love it. Um, you know, there's musicians out there you can tell that there are 200 plus dates a year that must love it or are crazy. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I I like um, you know, the, look, the traveling wears you out. Of course, it's it it starts to get to you after a while. Uh, we just did a six week run of dates to leading up to the release of the record, to, and um, you know, it's yeah. We're we're home for a few weeks for a break. You got to take breaks, and um, we're heading back out in October. But um, you know, we I, I like traveling by ground um, on the bus, so you can walk off stage, walk into your home, and get in bed and go to sleep and get a good you know ten hours sleep because that that really helps you know. So and we we kind of insist on on ground travel. <laughs> door to door service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially you know, I think as you get older as a singer, um, you you hear all the, the the singers who still do it at a high level, um, from the Halfords to you name it, who insist on the sleep, the 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 rest. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, and you can appreciate this being a phenomenal guitarist. You you put your guitar away, you you get it out, you tune it up, it's ready to go. But your voice is you live with it. Your, you know, your lifestyle helps dictate how in tune your voice is, so to speak. Um, and, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to stay healthy. Your voice is, it's your whole body. You know I mean? It, it's, it's not just the vocal cords, you know, it's the whole breathing apparatus and just your whole overall energy, you know, goes into it. So it's taxing, you know, especially if you're, if you're a singer that, that, you know, really goes for it. And I, and to once I hit that stage, you know, I, I don't hold back. So, do you do you find like the adrenaline of, you know, 
like you said, hitting the stage, you know, I, I remember seeing you guys, you know, in like 87 or 88. I don't remember the exact year, but you know, with bad seamstress blues. And does the adrenaline of the lights coming down and, and hitting the stage sometimes cause you to push maybe harder on your voice than you should? Or is that something you've obviously learned over the years to kind of throttle it back, you know, until you're warmed up properly and, you know, don't blow it out in the you first know, two that, songs? That's a- that's actually a very interesting question. And you're the first person I think that's ever asked me that. Um, it's for me, that is, if, if I would say anything has changed for me about my performance over the years, it, it's that. Um, and, and what changed it was the voice paralysis or paresis that I have. Um, you know, which, I, you know, I won't get in, I'm sure we've talked about that in the past and it's been highly publicized. So we won't, we won't go into that whole story, but you know, it, it you know, it changed my voice. You know, I almost, you know, probably I was told I wasn't going to sing again. So after all the retraining and everything. So prior to that, when that, when I felt that adrenaline surge and I hit the stage, I mean, I could just go for it out of the box and just, and just go for it. So I have to, you know, when you, when the adrenaline hits me now, I, I have to ease in a little bit because that vocal cord has to warm up and kind of come into its, its place before I can really start going for it. So the first song or two, you know, I'm conscious of that. I got to thread the needle a little bit more, not get too, not get too worked up <laughs> and, and wait till I, and wait till I feel that thing kind of settle in because I, I, I always will have that weakness on the left side of my voice box. And even with the hour warm up I do before, it's a little different when you hit the stage. I, I, I do have to, I have to ease in the first song or two. And then once I feel like it really opens, then boom, you know, back to full throttle. Yeah. I think anybody who has ever, you know, sang in the car, you know, along to Bon Scott or something like that can realize if you don't know what you're doing, you know, cranking up highway to hell really loud and trying to sing along, you get about halfway through and, you know, we're all coughing because we don't know what we're doing. Um, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's easy to let the music take you there. Um, has, is the technology as far as like in ear monitors and things allowed you to, to maybe hear yourself better and, and sing, you know, helping that, you know, cause as well to not try to over sing to out, you know, out scream the Marshall amplifiers. Um, I'm very old school in that sense. I don't use in-ear monitors. Okay. I tried them one time uh, years ago and lasted about four or five songs, and I ripped them out and never went back. Um, I, I like hearing the room. I like hearing the ambience of the room. Um, and I don't like to, you know, live, I don't like hearing my voice super loud because when it's too loud, you, you kind of hold back. And if you're holding back, that's when you can hurt yourself. You need to really like kind of for me anyway. You need to be not a you don't want you don't want to be afraid of your voice. You know you just want to just belt it. And you know if you got for me if I have monitors that are too loud and ooh you know it makes me kind of want to back off of it and not go for it. So I tend to keep my monitors on stage fairly low just to give a little bit of presence so that I can hear the ambience of the house you know of the room itself. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's an easier thing for me to push into because it's, it's more of a forgiving sound. It's like, it's like that singing in the shower, you know, you're hearing a reflection of your voice, not the direct, you know, when you hear, I think, I think a lot of singers would say when you're hearing that direct dry signal of your voice right out of a wedge, kind of 
too loud. It, it's not a, it's not a comforting feeling. <laughs> no, yeah, I, certainly, you know, in I think anybody who listens to their own voice speaking, you know, you're hearing it different than you hear it to begin with because it's not coming through the, you know, yeah. the bones in your ear as opposed to back out through a set of speakers. So it's different than how yeah. you hear yourself normally anyway. So it's it's yeah. um well, I know that a lot of people who use in-ears, you know, they put a lot of effects on it. So you get that first. So you hear it with that first reflect or early reflection as opposed to direct. And that's why everybody says it's so easy to sing in the shower. I mean, that's actually true because there's a quick reflection in a shower off the tiles where you're hearing your voice after the fact. And that's it's easier to sing. It's easier to hear your pitch. It's easier to everything about it's easier. It sounds more powerful to you so you don't over sing. So that's what I mean when I say I keep the direct wedges that are in my face kind of down so I can hear what's coming off the, the back wall in the room too. You know, if you drown that out, then it's, um, it's, it's, it's a little, yeah. I don't know. It's just easier to sing when you hear, when you hear that reflection. Yeah. I always think back to when you see, you know, bands when they were young and I'm sure you went through this too, as a singer where, the singer doesn't have a PA, so you're just trying to out scream. You know, you're trying to sing naturally over top of a bunch of guys with 50 watt amps and a drummer, and, and <laughs> then it's you just trash in your voice. Um, in that case, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, technology allows you know some some things that help you in that situation. Well, Tom, I don't want to keep you again. You're coming into town on the, the 17th to do a show. Uh, Going to be fantastic. Uh, the, the new record, like I said, it is just raw and, and it really really reaches out and grabs you from no one which uh is to be commendable it sounds oh, great you, and it, great to have another new album from you us uh, that you know so we don't have to keep bugging you when we're going to hear new material it's fantastic to have a uh, you know a great great record from tom Kiefer on the shelves well thanks so much that's really really always nice to hear so appreciate the kind words Awesome, Tom. We'll see you in about a month or so. My world right, has been falling, days upside down. Skies ain't new shade of black. I breathe in the fire, exhale the dark. Somehow it always creeps back. Feeling my heart do ever to fly. Seeing the light burning out through my eyes. Shine in the rain, I'll stand again. I'm gonna There was Rise from the album and also entitled Rise from Tom Kiefer. Tom is going to be rolling into Pittsburgh uh, to do a show in Jurgles, actually in Warrendale, Pennsylvania, just north of the city. That show is on October 17th. You can get tickets for that now. Ought to be a blistering night. Tom does a nice mix of, of you know, the best of his two solo albums as well as the Cinderella classics you know you need to hear. So I invite you to check that out. I hope you dug the new material. It's great to hear Tom's voice sounding as fiery as ever. You know, I think a lot of us kind of took for granted that uh, you know when these bands are around that uh, Tom was going to be making albums forever and then he had the problems with the vocal cords and you know those of us like myself who love Cinderella were really afraid that we may never hear music from him again 
it was a long time coming for him to do his first solo album so it's great to see this second one you know in relatively short order in today's record industry uh, to see a follow-up to that and see him back on the road sounding as great as ever so I invite you to get out to check out that show on the 17th tickets available at Jurgle's website you can also visit druskyentertainment.com and you can find more information about the show on our website, ironcityrocks.com. You can visit us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat. We are all of those at Iron City Rocks is the username, so you'll know how to find us. You can drop us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Love feedback from all of you, so uh, keep those coming. And until next time, we want to thank you so much for listening. Yeah.